0: streaming and listening to Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York and I'm joined by the wonderful uh, lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons and the bobs. She is Chelsea Bennington. Hello Chelsea.
1: Hello Rick.
0: Glad to have you back on the show. Life gets in the way sometimes as you notice by our sporadic postings. Um, things happen. I've been working. Chelsea's in front of her computer forever and then the last thing she wants to do when she's not working is sit in front of her computer and talk and i get that and i appreciate that when we get together to have these silly ass conversations
1: (laughs) i i cherish when we do it so
0: it is so wonderful
1: it is so wonderful yes no i i'm happy i'm happy to be back again um we continue talking about things that we want to talk about on the podcast so I feel like we have you know we'll soon have an arsenal of of subject matter um and keep doing episodes I don't know what I'm saying hi that's, everybody that's okay <laughs> that's
0: okay it's gonna get trippy uh okay. to let our our listeners peek behind the curtain um I had strep throat uh, not that long ago uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it on the episode with uh, Tom McLaughlin, which was a lot of fun to chat with him. Then uh, went back to work. I'm not gonna mention the show I was working on, but I was doing Green's work for those that don't know, that's set dressing with plants. And in the last three days I was outside in the wintry cold. Luckily there was a, a short commute, but I'm not feeling great. And one of the bad, um, I guess, side effects of the antibiotics for the strep throats was I had awful fucking insomnia that left me feeling insane. Whereas now I feel the opposite of that. I might nod off during this podcast. And if that happens, Chelsea's just gonna vamp because she's a great improviser and smart lady and she'll figure it out.
1: I'm gonna say everything I always wanted to say.
0: You haven't been doing that before now?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna air all my grievances. <laughs>
0: Up. Well, speaking of grievances, <laughs> that brings us to today's subject. Uh, a while back, our, our Chelsea, bless her heart, wanted to show me a beautiful lady, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis film, a movie that I was kind of curious about, but then I looked at The Running Time and Tom Hanks, and I thought, I'm not going to the theater for that.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll watch that in the home, and Chelsea obtained it but my love for going to the drive-in that was cultivated during this pandemic made me think we need a double feature and i wanted to pair elvis with baba hotep and chelsea didn't know what the fuck baba hotep was
1: (laughs) no so yeah that was an interesting night because i uh we talked about it for for weeks we we had been planning the the Elvis double feature mostly because I wouldn't shut up about Elvis because I loved the movie Um, and life
0: got in the way so we just had to delay a few times
1: we we were delaying and I was like oh my god I just want to watch Elvis with someone because I kept watching it by myself (laughs) I was like I need to watch it how (laughs) and it's just such a fun movie to put on in the background when I'm doing stuff but is um, it
0: It made me feel like I was on drugs, about to die on the toilet. And and this is no knock on the people in the movie. They worked really hard. But that movie almost made me hate Elvis. I know. I have loved Elvis my entire life.
1: Warts and all. You were almost a broken man after after this credit started rolling. (laughs) But um, yeah, so uh, Rick and and his girlfriend was like... he loves the theme loves double features and we usually do double features when we when we have our movie nights and and they were both like we're gonna watch uh, another elvis movie um or we want to watch another elvis movie bubba hotep and i've never heard of bubba hotep and i just assumed and I quietly assumed, I never said anything. I just quietly assumed it was an actual Elvis movie that Elvis is in, like one of his movies when he had his acting career.
0: <laughs> one, one, of, one of his RCA pictures. But I believe at the very least, I described Baba Hotep as Elvis and JFK against the mummy. Now, I'm it pretty- It shows
1: I did not listen to you. Clearly,
0: I'm pretty ignorant about the subject matter of Elvis Presley's actual filmography. I mean, I know some titles like uh, "Kid Creole" and "Blue Hawaii," but you know, I don't know what 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 the 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 theme, the plot of any of the movies are. My guess it's like you know, like the Eddie Murphy skit of "fuck it," let him sing all the dialogue, um, pretty much. So. Why you thought this was an Elvis film perplexes me, but it's hilarious,
1: I, even though I've seen Boslerman's Elvis several times, I don't know anything about Elvis's real life <laughs> other than what I see in that movie. So the fact that that movie only focuses on his acting career for maybe three minutes, that's all I know. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's one of his kung Fu movies. <laughs> was my brain and I don't know why and so we were the the Boss Lerman movie ended everybody was regrouping and I pick up the DVD case for Bubba Hotep to put in the DVD I was like yo this came out recently I was like looking at it and then I saw Bruce Campbell's name and I went this isn't an Elvis movie I was so confused and that's when Rick was like, all right, we got to talk about this. He was, because I just kept thinking we're going to watch, you know, oh my God, so meta, we're watching Boz Lerman's Elvis, and now we're going to watch a movie from Elvis's career. And I was like, oh no, wait, this is completely well, different.
0: Well, we were going to do an episode about this regardless, because I'm like, okay, it's a tutorial. It's something <laughs> Chelsea Very hasn't so. seen. Very much For those that don't know Chelsea, personally, (laughs) there's a stage of Chelsea's inebriation where she gets very repetitive. Yes. And I believe, I didn't count, but if I were to guess, you may have said 162 times, I thought we were watching an Elvis (laughs) movie.
1: Yeah, I I was like, I was so... (laughs) Part of me really wishes that I didn't pick up the DVD case and put the DVD in. (laughs) I really wish that the movie, like, started and my, like, because, first of all, Boslerman's Elvis is three hours long. I had been drinking wine for at least five hours at this point, me and Rick's girlfriend. And so by the time we got to Bubba Hotep, I was like, am I making all of this up? What is this movie? (laughs) It's so funny. And then I, um... I I went down a trivia hole with it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I've been thinking about watching it again so that I can go into it a little bit fresher, I guess. Um, but yeah, I I really thought Bubba Hotep was in Elvis Presley's filmography. And it's not. What a shame. What a it shame. It is not.
0: It was released in 2002, directed by Don Cascarelli. And when I first heard about it, I'm like, I need to watch this fucking movie, and I did, <clears throat> and I fucking loved it. And as, as people, as many people love Evil Dead, rightly so. Um, I think this is my favorite Bruce Campbell movie. Again, as a fan of Elvis, um, it, it it just it just pushes all the right buttons for me, and I loved it. And didn't watch it since maybe early in the pandemic. So any opportunity to get back to it, because the story of Elvis in general is one that's stranger than fiction. So because of that, and and Chelsea being a bit younger may not be aware of this, in the 80s there were, you may have heard of it in the South though. There were lots of- He was
1: dead in the 80s.
0: Yes, but there were lots of tabloid reports of Elvis sightings. Oh yeah,
1: just like around, Marilyn Monroe, right?
0: Around yeah. the southern United States. So I don't know if you're privy to that, but like, I'd go to the supermarket with my mom as a kid, and we'd be in line for the cash register, and there'd be like, the Inquirer and a Weekly World say, News, National it,
1: Inquirer or something.
0: Yeah, um, like the Weekly World News would have like the bullshit of like, you know, Elvis went back on the mothership. But, you know, the inquiry would be like, you know, Elvis really found uh, a living uh, in, in, in Tuscaloosa uh, at a, working at a hardware store or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, this and the naturally batshit circumstances of his real life, this movie could be probable.
1: It could be. It could be. I agree. I mean, for all we know, Elvis is still around working at Trader Joe's on the Upper West Side. Who knows?
0: By now I hope he would be fucking dead if he did yeah. not be done set up. And that's another thing. Uh when we got when watching the movie and realizing uh the age of Elvis' death, I'm like, oh shit, I've outlived Elvis.
1: You've outlived Elvis. Yeah, I think so And right Jesus from, too. <laughs> and Jesus. Right when you mentioned uh the tabloid and those stories that reminded me of, um, I remember seeing Elvis a lot on National Enquirer covers or weekly world news at grocery stores. I remember always seeing that. And then there's one that's still etched in my memory. This is digressing just a little bit, but it was, um, it was frozen Titanic baby alive or something. And it was like a picture of, you know, I I think it was in the in the Titanic movie too, of, um, what was it? Uh like a woman and her baby like frozen in the in the water on a on a on a float. Um but anyway, I just I I just had like a memory of like wow, those really were magazines that were being sold. And like Marilyn Monroe's actually in Hawaii and uh and Elvis is, yeah. Um yeah. But I think and, and now we have QAnon. Go figure. I know. I miss the days where we just thought the Titanic baby was alive. Like now, we're just the good old days. Craziest. Like it almost felt like, and maybe this is a naive thing to say, but it just feels harmless. Mm -hmm. Like those are harmless conspiracy theories. Like those are just selling magazines. But like now, it's like this is these are things that are putting people in danger. So, I think. Going forward, the National Enquirer and Weekly World News should go back to talking about how, where Bigfoot is or um, Walt Disney's head in a vault or something.
0: I agree. So the movie starts. Yep. We meet Bruce Campbell's character of Elvis in a nursing home. Uh, his roommate is dying in Chelsea in all of our sympathy as this old man is gasping his last breath is completely unsympathetic saying she would fucking kill him.
1: I forgot. <laughs> you forgot? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that.
0: You see what wine does to you, kids?
1: <laughs> it makes me entertaining.
0: <laughs> of this there is no doubt. <laughs> I'm there. I'm like, wow. One of my best friends has no empathy.
1: I really don't. I mean, um, I mean, come on. I
0: I get it. You like the quiet. I do too. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was like you were so loud and annoying. Shut up! Like, and, and if anything, I am being empathetic. I'm putting you out of your misery. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're having a good time. You know, fair,
0: fair point. Fair point?
1: You, I'm the one that's gonna that you're gonna not you specifically but anyone can ask to pull the plug and I'll do it like
0: you'll feel no more pain <laughs>
1: yeah exactly. it was always meant to be this way <laughs> good point so
0: so so do you remember at the start of the movie your reaction to what you're saying.
1: I remember still being um, startled that I wasn't watching Elvis. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it took me like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. to fully get into the movie because I was so taken aback. Um, I remember just consistently being disgusted. (laughs) But I don't remember my specific uh, reaction to the very beginning of the movie
0: okay why were you disgusted what why were you disgusted
1: because of the the thing that looked like a roach
0: oh right the scarab yeah yes we're we're, uh, we're,
1: uh, we're not i was like we're not there yet but that's the thing that i was like oh my god <laughs> what
0: makes sense movie? yeah so so uh for those that haven't seen the movie go watch it and then you know get back to the podcast but <clears throat> Bruce Bruce Campbell's character believes he's Elvis and the staff of the nursing home are telling him he's not Elvis. His name is Sebastian Half. He was an Elvis impersonator. He fell off stage, broke his hip, was in a coma and now believes he's Elvis. But Bruce Campbell responds with, no, I sold my identity as Sebastian Half because I was tired of being famous and then we get into the nitty gritty of, uh, of the the story in which there is a mummy who is living off the life forces of these old people. The mummy send, is called Baba Hotep. It sends a scarab out to kind of scout who's about to die. And then it sucks its life force out of their asshole.
1: Yeah, that got me. <laughs> was, there were so many things about the movie that I was like, it's one of those, I can't believe this was made, but not as an insult to the film by any means. I'm just like, this is very creative. This is, this is just, it's one of those things that as you watch it, you're just surprised that it's even a movie. Um, The Scarab, I i remember thinking are we gonna go to egypt at some point like what is happening (laughs) why is it at this uh like i couldn't wrap my head around why this scarab this roach looking thing as i like to call it was at this particular uh ward um so i found that to be the most unrealistic part of the movie (laughs) (laughs) But it made sense
0: later. Why else? Would, 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 would there be one except, you know, someone had stolen a mummy from the museum. Yep. And and the truck crashed and the mummy ended up in the creek. And the mummy's got to eat too. It's the and most convoluted thing
1: ever. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: And they get it from, from your asshole. Now, my favorite part of the film is the portrayal of Former President John F. Kennedy,
1: Ozzy
0: Davis. And for those of us that know Ozzy Davis, is an African American. And right when he's introduced uh, in talking to Elvis, Bruce Campbell says, oh, uh, uh, Jack, you know, President Kennedy was white.
1: <laughs> they dyed me. <laughs> they dyed me this color.
0: <laughs> Best line in the fucking movie.
1: I do. That was probably, he was easily my favorite part of the movie. Like I I enjoyed it as a whole. It's something I'm going to watch again. I may even watch today because I'm just thinking about it now. Um, but he was my favorite part of the movie. And the, they dyed me this color was just not the, I, I just, I don't know why. I just didn't expect that to be the reasoning. <laughs> and, and
0: as entertaining and as as that is, I think it lended a lot of believability to the story in this film. A lot of people kind of disregard old folk uh, Mm -hmm. for numerous reasons. Um, Sometimes dementia makes them see things that are completely fucking unbelievable. but in, in this case, I think it, it puts the onus on the viewer of like mm-hmm. You can believe that these characters are correct, that it's real, or that they are senile old folks, um, and they're still dealing with actual money, trying to suck out souls in this nursing home. How did you interpret it?
1: I'm thinking that's, that's a very good interpretation. I, I don't if know. If you want to I... think
0: about it, uh, I'll just say, I believe Bruce Campbell is Elvis. I believe Ozzy Davis is JFK. Because if you look at all the other bedrooms or, 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 or rooms in the facility, they're all fucked up looking but his is nice. It looks very
1: nice, clean. Almost
0: like the Oval Office itself. And there's pictures of uh, Jack Ruby and Lee Harvey Oswald and Mm -hmm. all kinds of niceties. And another great line from him later on in the movie, when he shows up with the story about how the mummy got stolen, he says, the woman who plays my niece got me these articles so I love the fact that he was actually shot in the head knows he's still JFK and is just playing along with it because the fuck else are you going to do I
1: yeah I mean I interpreted him as the real Elvis like I I I don't know why it wasn't it wasn't difficult for me to believe um because it is a movie where you sit down and like take you know go on the ride (laughs) and that's that's what you do um, I was just thinking about what you were saying, uh, about, um, old, old folks and even especially like old folks home and senior homes. And, um, it led me to something I want to ask you. That's a little, uh, it's not really left field. Um, but if you had an aging um, grandfather or great uncle, or, you know, someone who was up there and in a, in an old folks home and they like fully heart and soul believe they're Elvis or believe they're JFK or believe they're, you know, somebody that they're obviously not. Do you go along with it? Or do you like when visiting and such and let them let them have their let them have their uh, delusion, I guess, or do you do you want them to know the truth do you try to correct them.
0: Funny you should mention this, this happened to me. Oh, Uh, okay. Yes, my grandmother before the end was suffering from dementia. and. She kept lamenting to my mother and my aunt, who were her primary caregivers, about this boy. She couldn't explain who the boy was, but she was very worried about this boy. Where is the boy? Is the boy OK? They would ask, they would either tell her there is no boy or when asked about the boy, my grandmother couldn't expand upon it. She'd get very frustrated. And, and the situation would get worse. And one day she mentions the boy to me. And that's where improv kicked in. And she's like, I'm worried about this boy. I need to know he's okay. I'm like, oh, I saw him on Jamaica Avenue the other day. And her eyes widened. And she stopped being sad. She's like, you saw him? I'm like, yeah. He said he's sorry. He got a job. And he's been working a lot. And that's why he hasn't been around much. But he, t- but he told me to tell you he's doing okay, he's eating well, and he'll give you a call next week if he can. And she put her hands together as if in prayer and just relaxed That that she had that information. Now, there was another situation where that didn't work. And I didn't have a cell phone yet. And her room in the old folks home didn't have a phone in it either. She was convinced my aunt had been murdered. And I was That's like, no, she's, she went home to take a shower and get some sleep. She'll be back. But she was screaming at the top of her lungs, who killed you, who killed you? And I didn't have a phone where I could just call her up and put her on the phone with my grandmother. I had no recourse for that. But yeah, I play along. So in this situation, if you find out yeah, they really are Elvis, and there is a mummy. I mean, I'd like to think if my grandmother was Elvis, I would have found out about that beforehand. Probably. I mean, if I, I, I'd like to think I could have flown on the Lisa Marie jet. But, you know, on a side note, we Chelsea, you need to come with us to Memphis. Uh, I
1: need to go. I need we're going to go to
0: Graceland. It's going to be a good time.
1: That would be very fun. I um. I, I I remember you telling me the the ant story. I didn't know the other one. And there and there's something about that. Like it's it's very, you know, this is this is getting deep. Who knew that Bubba Hotep was gonna make us have deep talk? Um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I knew.
0: <laughs> um, so, a, another one of the things is the score, which doesn't manipulate oh, the audience emotionally. Yeah, the, it, it's so it's so haunting and gentle. Uh, throughout in those tender moments that I definitely feel my feelings throughout and I'm very empathetic uh, towards the elderly because of what my grandmother went through. Not yeah. to get morose.
1: No, I'm the one who asked.
0: Yeah, not to get morose, but when I would visit her, to, to give my mom and aunt a break on the weekends because my grandmother didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. She needed someone there to translate for her all the time.
1: Interesting.
0: And that, you know, that weighed heavily on my aunt and mother. Um, so on the weekends, I'd go. I'd feed my grandmother breakfast. I'd administer medications if I could. But at 37, 38 years old, I was the youngest visitor that I saw while I was there. It was either, you know, it was elderly people on the verge of death. And there are grown, nearly elderly children. I saw no other grandchildren
1: mm-hmm. uh, in this
0: spot. And it broke my heart a lot. Cause one time I was, there was a payphone nearby and I went to call somebody for some reason. I think it was I went to call my aunt to say like, you need to get back here sooner rather than later. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Vival, which is grandmother in Portuguese believes you've been murdered. And I'm walking back to her room and there's this woman in a wheelchair outside of her room who beckons me over and says, come here, and I, and I lean in close to hear her and she says, I love you. I'm like, I love you too. She's like, I kissed you. I, get, I gave her my hand and she kissed. I'm like, are, are, are you good? Is there anything else? She's like, no, that's it. And <clears throat> these, these neglected folks, it, it, it does break your heart a little bit. So seeing and I'm bringing it back. Seeing, uh, while Ozzy Davis was elderly at the time of the filming, uh, you got uh, Bruce Campbell, who had a lot of prosthetics to make him look like old Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets sad how how often our old folks get forgotten and and put away and 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 disregarded. Uh, yeah, it makes sense if they were pricks, but. <laughs>
1: yeah I think um, like for me, I have very one that I think you'll find amusing. Um, I have very few experiences or memories with with senior with senior homes um, because I my my grandmother on my mother's side, uh, it wasn't until she was in the hospital and sick like she she was never in a in an old folk, folks home and neither was her husband. Uh, My, my grandmother on my father's side uh, was but we would, we just never went to go see her. So very few like family experiences at old folks homes. Um, But this is the one that's amusing. I was in the foreign language club in high school. um, And it was people in French, German, Latin and those in those classes, like we also had an extra club. And um, one of our volunteering uh, activities was going to the senior homes and singing Christmas carols uh, in French, in German, and not in Latin, but I was like, do we really want to do this? do we really want to walk the halls singing Christmas carols in French and German to these old folks? (laughs) I was like, they're gonna, that would scare the crap out of me. So, um, it was it was funny but it was also like going there was so sad because it was the same thing where I was like I didn't see any kids I didn't and it was around the holidays too so I mean Mm -hmm. that's even sadder and I think I always was light about it or making I I would like make fun of it all and stuff and I even like was joking I'm like I'll pull the plug for you you're loud (laughs) like you know like but I do especially the older I get and this is very fitting since yesterday was my birthday um the older I get, the more my, you know, mortality is, is really, you know, sinking in and I'm so, I, and I'm dealing, everybody deals with this. I think, um, the idea of, for lack of a better way to put it, wasting away or like just not being in control of myself or, or something, you know, where I'm just not fully there scares me. And, um, the idea of going through that and just a boarding school basically like this or this like prison I don't know it's it's some of them are really nice but like the idea of you know you don't want to be a a weight on your family either or your friends but now you're the way you're living is so routine and um not freeing, I don't know, not not to get sad, but it was just something I was thinking about when singing Christmas carols in French. No,
0: I, I, I do, uh, now at 46 and waking up achy and, and, and feeling a lot of pain um, and the world being what it is. I mean, I, I love my parents very much, but it's like, yeah, pretty much I'm condemned to this horrible existence and eventual death uh, just because, uh, And I can only confirm one of my parents had an orgasm. That's pretty sad if you think (laughs) about it. And I hope I bummed out everybody by now thinking of their parents fucking and only one of them coming. But back to you being in the foreign language clubs, did you ever cover hieroglyphics?
1: No, we did not. So we never never brought a butt-munching roach alive. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs>
0: Bunching <and> Roach. <laughs> Chomp. Anyway. So yeah, back to the to the movie. Yes. Uh, Kennedy and Elvis form Alliance. They start Scooby-dooing it up, figuring out where Bubba Hotep has been hiding, what his game plan is, and how to eventually destroy him. Late at night, they come together. And I love the fact that Bruce Campbell incorporates Elvis's martial arts and things. I'm no martial arts expert, but I believe he may have, the real Elvis Aaron Presley, like, may have bought his uh, black belt in whatever style he had learned how dare and it? utilized in the 68 comeback, comeback special. But it's it's still funny for Bruce Campbell to have the close of like, don't make me use my stuff on you, baby. Because <laughs> Elvis and karate, I don't know why I'm so amused by that.
1: So, did Elvis do karate films? Or kung <laughs> fu films? Or am I making that up?
0: You're making that up in part. I'm sure he had fight scenes. Okay. And. But here's the thing that I don't think a pill-popping hillbilly born in Tupelo, Mississippi, understood. And if Lisa Lisa Marie Presley wants to correct me on this, I'm willing to listen. I don't believe Elvis understood the difference between stage combat and actual martial arts.
1: I would not be surprised if that were the case.
0: This is the same motherfucker that brought President Nixon a couple of pistols and said, I need to be an undercover DEA agent. Yeah. There's a movie about that, you know, called Elvis and Nixon. Fabulous movie. With Kevin Spacey and Michael Shannon. That, again, stranger than fucking fiction. So within the the possibilities, we may have an all-day Elvis triple feature at some point.
1: That would of be these really three
0: fun. films. I am not watching Baz Lerman's Elvis again.
1: You just said triple feature with three I, of these films.
0: Then we're going to watch Elvis last and I will fall asleep. I was going to, to the, say, we
1: either get it over with or you go to sleep. Or <laughs> going one going or the, the other.
0: Ba- I'll go to the bathroom for three hours like the king did.
1: You're like, I'll see you
0: later. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'm going to have a fried peanut butter banana sandwich and sit on you this You can toilet. go
1: outside and smoke meat.
0: I can. I might. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: so, so, yeah, I felt emotional at the end of this movie. How about yeah. you?
1: I didn't feel emotional, but I think I'm going to when I rewatch it. I, I just thought it because now I'm just like in the feels. I, um, yeah, I definitely need to go back because I think the silliness of it was definitely taking over my brain, um, especially with the state I was in when watching it. So now, i think watching it again and after us talking about old folks homes and stuff like that i'm gonna be like oh my god i can't even <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited to watch it again i think um i i did read that it was based on a short story mm-hmm. did you ever read that short story
0: uh no i don't no i don't i think it was joe lansdale that wrote that uh and I had it I, again. I think it was just the thing of I saw the preview in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yes, Joe R. Lansdale wrote the short story. Uh, and thought to myself, like, I need to watch this because it sounds fucking insane. And <clears throat> it's one of those things of like, that's all you need to know when you hear about a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like a snakes on the plane or Mm -hmm. uh, coming up soon, cocaine bear. It's like, I'm watching that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't tell me shit. In fact, I hope you're listening, Brianna Sig. You're coming to New York. We're going to have a platonic date, you and I. Other people may be there, including my beautiful lady. But it is my date with Brianna. I will hold your hand, I will kiss your cheek at the door, but we are watching cocaine bear together at some Alamo draft house someplace. And it's going to be a hell of a time. So make sure the tour schedule allows for cocaine bear to be watched. You know, if you insist on a corsage, I'll get one.
1: If you take her, I'm taking your girlfriend, and it'll be a double date. Fair. Bear. And then I'm gonna take her home. I'm kidding. <laughs> Got weird. Speaking <laughs> <Stingful>. of
0: <laughs> which, I love when things get weird. I'm a fan of AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling, and a fan of their tag team champions, the Acclaimed. One time, I was driving Chelsea home, and I explained their scissoring uh, hand gesture to her. And upon dro- dropping her off. Chelsea and I scissored in the acclaimed fashion with the fingers interlocking. <laughs> and then she texted my beautiful lady. And I know this isn't the tone of the text, but this is how we all heard it of, I scissored your boyfriend. <laughs> oh.
1: I definitely was thinking that like in that tone when I, I was just kind of like. <laughs> Which is that fine. Was, oh, that was fun. It's fine.
0: Uh, why not make it weird? Why not? Why, why, why not? I'm sure Elvis in his real life made it weird.
1: This episode uh, is deep, deep, and weird. You know, one other Elvis thing that I know that I know about Elvis that's also not true, um, is <laughs> <laughs> one
0: thing that you know about a man that is false <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I know no. a lot of false shit about Elvis. <laughs> Um, and the stuff that's true i'm not happy about some of
1: them (laughs) um so i I know you watched the show true blood and i was really upset that this was never in the show but i also don't know how they could have done it well i don't know the show got so freaking bizarre at the end that they probably could have done this but in the book series I've, i've read the entire series and there's a character that um his it, it, he's a vampire and his name is Bubba and they always reference what he's wearing how he's talking how he hides and things and they just never but they continue referencing that is elvis and they never say from what i remember they never say elvis in the book and it's funny because he's uh i don't remember what happened but he's a he's a brain damaged vampire um i think something happened like either when he was transitioning or i don't know um and he when, he, when i got,
0: when i got bitten mama <laughs> vampire bit me got me from behind and i banged my head on the toilet you know what time. that
1: could have actually been it i i don't remember what the head injury is and i don't think there's any listeners that are like hardcore sookie stackhouse novel fans so i'll look it up but um i if i remember correctly he only eats cats
0: mm-hmm. the king spent a lot of time in the bathroom Drinking water out of the tank. It's, right. much cold. it's much colder that way.
1: But yeah, that is that is my other that is my other Elvis thing. And I think I told you and your girlfriend both this, but another Elvis experience I have is I was friends with a girl who had commemorative Elvis plates hanging well, that, up in her room when, it, those when were, we were
0: kids. Those were a big thing in the '80s too. Like order yeah. now.
1: Yeah, it was, it was those infomercial and they were in her bedroom. And like, that's the only, like her room was very like minimal, like child's bedroom. We were like eight or nine years old. And I just remember thinking, is she a fan of Elvis? I was just like, as a kid, I was just like, why are there so many commemorative Elvis plates in this little girl's room?
0: (laughs) The commemorative plate business was fucking ridiculous because even as a child i'm like why are you going to order a plate that you can't fucking eat off of those are like show towels. they're fucking stupid Mm -hmm. but you would yeah you'd watch syndicated tv and the commercial be like get your commemorative elvis plate there were religious themed ones so you could get like a sermon on the mount you get like ronald reagan or like old fucking presidents of I don't know what the fuck Mount Rushmore Mm -hmm. I'm like like who's spending all of these monies for a plate that you can't even put a fucking sandwich on it's so bizarre you can't even like oh you can't eat spaghetti off Ronald Reagan Nancy did it all the time (laughs) I uh she was filthy google it (laughs)
1: i uh i remember my older sister had a star wars one and it was bizarre to me like i don't know i i have a lot of a lot of weird stuff but that's one that the commemorative plates i'm like i I, yeah i don't get it and i'll see them at thrift stores too or like commemorative mugs and things like that but the elvis ones yeah, that, that's etched in my brain forever. Because I remember th- it, I was there for a sleepover and I was like, this girl's weird. So the, hope she's the, doing
0: well. The weird thing to me, and it was disappointing. Uh, the first time I went to uh Graceville was in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. I want to say 95. Um, and you went down and you go through the whole thing and they have the, the TV that Elvis famously shot when he was angry and a little placard that says, when he was angry, Elvis wouldn't just shoot TVs, he'd shoot books and toasters and whatever the fuck was around. So he wasn't one for gun safety was our Elvis Aaron Preston. But then when I went back years later, that was removed from the exhibit because a a company had bought like uh, more interest in the Elvis brand and they wanted to like clean up his image. So random gunplay, gone, uh, I guess, talk about uh, young lady in and, and, uh, pristine white panties. You can't really mention that so much about the Elvis legacy. Um, so I feel that we need the warts in all Elvis, and I would have appreciated that more from Boz Larman. I think uh, Bubba Hotep gave a better example of giving a realistic Elvis and I thank you for that, Don Cascarelli.
1: I, yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously I'm biased with, with Boz Lerman's, but that Bruce Campbell, but, and that movie as a whole, that was a great depiction of Elvis, especially I love the idea of like an older disgruntled Elvis, like the Elvis that we didn't really get to have, unfortunately. Um, but it's funny how estates work because I know Elvis's estate is is very protective over his image, and then there's estates like Marilyn Monroe's that'll put her on everything and anything. So um, I don't know. It's, that was just a thought I had in my mind.
0: Well, they put Elvis on. Every, you go into that gift shop, you will have your mind blown. Mm-hmm. Well, i
1: more so mean like with Marilyn Monroe, like they'll have her selling that they'll have like a CGI version of her in a perfume commercial, like things oh. like like she's I don't mean like gift shops and stuff like that. Of course, they would have stuff like that. But I mean, like the way Marilyn Monroe's her image oh. is used is so mass produced and maybe Elvis is too. But I just feel like his is a little bit more protected.
0: Probably, prob- probably because um, he's got airs that is true that is true you know, there there's sections of grace when you're not allowed to go in because it's still a home and they can they, they can go and, and and use those bits you know we mm-hmm. just get to see the jungle room and the the tv the room with three tvs and shit like that
1: do you see any of his clothes
0: all of his fucking clothes all of his clothes all of his fucking cars like there, there's On Elvis Presley Boulevard in Memphis, Tennessee, you have like where you get the tickets and the gift shop and there's actually a garage with like all of his cars and they they show clips of his movies so you can have those questions answered and then you go up to the home, Mm. uh, which is a separate section and then you see Elvis and his family buried in the fucking backyard so as much as I love Elvis, still a fucking hillbilly to the day he died and afterwards. Honestly,
1: what are the gravestones like? They are huge. They're, they're, they, they're, it's like,
0: it's like a full, they're the size where it's like, okay, we've dug the hole, we've put the coffin and then we've just put this lid on it.
1: Interesting.
0: <clears throat> so like, he's there, uh, his mom Gladys is there, his uh, father Vernon is there. And I don't know if there's another, but I can't remember if there's another body
1: there. <clears throat> there's, an, there's a body and the the headstone says another body here. Maybe like an uncle or something. I don't remember. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly <laughs> what it says. Maybe like an uncle or something. <laughs>
0: we just have to go back. I you, would you've never been to, been to Graceland, correct?
1: Uh, I've never been, no. Yeah, I've never been. All
0: right, well, so we're gonna go to Memphis.
1: I was born in Memphis. That's all I got. because I was born there, but I've never been back. Well, fuck. I know. Why well, is this the first time hearing about it? I've told you multiple times that I was born. No, you, every time you're like, I'm from Alabama. Oh, well, I was born in Memphis. I lived there for maybe six months, though. Like, I yeah. was an infant.
0: All right. Because another thing. I was
1: born, I told you. Maybe I haven't. I you guess.
0: it. A <laughs> lesser known secret of Memphis, Tennessee. Sun Studios makes a great fucking milkshake. Ooh. So we're going to go. Is it $5? I don't remember, but it was fucking delicious. So we're going to go. Because a few years ago, <clears throat> a beautiful lady and I and a bunch of other friends, um, Chelsea knows one of them very close, our friend Jill, who I know doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but we went down, uh, we flew to New Orleans, drove up to Memphis, so it, it's me and five lady scientists. So it's like a gender swap version of the Big Bang Theory, which makes me the pretty one. <laughs> we went to Memphis. We got the sheer, serious uh, aspect of things uh, out of the way on day one by going to the Civil Rights Museum. And then it was all Elvis, all Rocket. Billy. We hit Sun Studios. We hit <clears throat> Graceland. We got some Gus's world famous fried chicken. And then six hours back to New it was a good time um so yeah we're we're gonna do that with, i don't know i want to go back to tennessee to do nashville and memphis not necessarily in that order mm-hmm. but that's the pl- i mean it's three hours in between that's no big deal yeah. you drive
1: three hours like it's fucking nothing we've done it we did it for salem and brunsfield pretty much Exactly. Like, yeah so th- this will happen chelsea you
0: gonna learn about some elvis and then maybe be buy a book and learn about real Elvis.
1: Maybe I'll learn some real Elvis facts. And stop being full of fake ones. I probably sounded like a jackass for a few weeks because I totally thought that he just had a Kung Fu time in his career. I'm really hoping I didn't say this to anybody. Like the time that we were planning the Elvis double feature and I knew Bubba Hotep was being watched up till when we watched it. So what, two months? I'm thinking Elvis did Kung Fu movies. And I'm far pretty as, sure I probably said this to people. I'm just thinking in Chelsea's
0: book, martial arts stars of like her mountain of martial arts stars, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Sonny Chiba, Elvis, Elvis Presley. Wesley.
1: Cause I was like, he totally did Kung Fu. Like, I just like psyched myself up. I really thought like he had a Kung Fu, like, and that his ultimate Kung Fu movie that people love is Bubba Hotep. Like I made up this whole narrative in my head cause I was like, well, if Rick likes this Elvis movie, it must be good. He owns the DVD.
0: Yeah, he owns the DVD. Favorite.
1: I still, I will never forget picking up that DVD and being like, yo, what is this?
0: So you were thinking in one of his movies like GI Blues or Tickle Me was actually a martial arts feature. To, was, yeah. Like, you know, Elvis breaking bricks and he's a fucking ninja. It
1: was his it was his martial arts era. It was a way of revitalizing his career.
0: Uh, uh I need to find another venue for improv so we can do this. <laughs>
1: So I can um so you know what what? Doings yeah. the
0: Elvis edition.
1: Because I wanna I wanna narrate what I think before I learn anything about Elvis, I would love to narrate what I think his life was. <laughs> I need to do that before I can't look up anything. I don't want to learn anything about Elvis until I get to fully narrate what I think his life was.
0: So, Spooky Doings goes to tennis. You were gonna have to record the whole thing,
1: exactly. And I'm gonna be like, "Oh, guys, this is where this happened." And I'm just gonna tell you what I think happened in his life in that place. <laughs> I'm gonna be a tour guide. Ooh, we could run a tour. We can make some money while we're there. False, false facts <laughs> about Elvis. False facts about Elvis. False, but entertaining. The exaggerated tale. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: One time. (laughs) Elvis karate chopped Hitler in the dick.
1: And that is when the Holocaust ended. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Elvis the pelvis saves the Jewish people. (laughs) Oh, no. I need to stop.
0: (laughs) Then we will. Chelsea, <laughs> where can people find you if they want to find you?
1: If they want to find me and learn more about Elvis Presley, um, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram. Look up Chelsea Bennington. Ask me any question you have about Elvis and I will answer it immediately with nothing but the truth. Ask me a question right now, Rick. Uh,
0: what's Elvis's middle name?
1: Elvis' middle name is Stuart. How funny would it be if that was? It's not, but <laughs> don't even tell me. Don't tell me what I'm not going to tell you.
0: I'm not so, going to tell you.
1: So, Rick, where can people find you?
0: <clears throat> you can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. We'll have a show someday mm-hmm. uh, at Rick Guzman 718 on the Tweety. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I don't really have an ending for this because <laughs> we've gotten silly, and I'm sleepy. And, it was a uh, good
1: time it was a deep and weird and funny good time
0: well i will give you a preview of uh we got a tutorial that we're planning and delaying because life gets in the way
1: mm-hmm.
0: chelsea got a copy of Idle hands
1: yeah i did
0: a movie that i've not seen so if you hear this episode and because he seems like a fun person i might do it tweet at Devin sawa maybe he'll be on the show if oh my god
1: i would die i love him so much he's my biggest crush <laughs> you, hear you hear that respectfully i know he's happily married so i respectfully love him and lust after him
0: that doesn't mean he can't hear that information and smile and blush
1: exactly that's okay <laughs> so Josie. yeah
0: you go take care of business in a flash mama
1: I will, daddy. (laughs) I don't know what to say back. (laughs) Love you.
0: Love you. In the meantime, in the in-between time, everybody, stay good, stay healthy, and stay spooky. Bye.